0: second round is in full swing and the action increases from game to game. This is where the contenders are separated from the pretenders. To give you some skin in the game, DraftKings will be offering free-to-play pools every day of the basketball playoffs, offering players a free shot at up to $10,000 in total prizes. That's up to $10,000 in total prizes up for grabs each day. The best part is that it's free-to-play. DraftKings free-to-play pools are easy to enter. Just download the DraftKings app, go to Pools, and choose from a wide variety of free contests for an opportunity to win cash prizes. All you have to do is answer a handful of questions around what you think is going to happen during that day's basketball games, and track your results throughout the evening. Questions will range from which team will hit the most threes to which team will score first. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable so you can deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings app now and use promo code TBPN when you sign up to get your free shot at up to $10,000 in total prizes every day of the basketball playoffs. Head to DraftKings pools page to get your shot at huge cash prizes. That's promo code TBPN for a limited time only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for full details. Select the mic smoke, now I slam it when I'm gonna make sure it's broke When I'm going, no one gets on, cause I won't let nobody press up and mess up the scene I set I like to stand in the crowd, a lot of people wonder, damn But think about it, thing you understand, I'm just an addict addicted to music Maybe What's up, what's up, what's up LA fans, LA basketball fans Specifically, the Clip Joint, Clipper Nation Welcome to another episode of LA Courtside This podcast is brought to you by the Basketball Podcast Network. And I am your host, L.A. Ray, here to bring you some content regarding the one team from Los Angeles that's still in the playoffs. And that, of course, is the L.A. Clippers. And that clip of music that you just heard, Eric, being Rakim, it's entitled I Ain't No Joke. And I put that clip on as it kind of references Uh, Spider Mitchell, Spider Mitchell of the Utah Jazz, who dropped a 45-piece on the clip joint last night. Spider Mitchell, also known as Donovan Mitchell, 16 of 30 from the field, 6 of 15 from three-piece land. Dude dropped 45 points. He was on fire, especially in the second half. And the Los Angeles Clippers really had no answer for him last night. However, Clippers fans uh, fret not because I still think that the Clippers have a very, very good chance to win this particular series and go on to the Western Conference Finals, which would be the first time that they've ever done that since since their inception, actually. And um, they, they, they have a good chance of doing that still. Now, that game last night, they actually could have won that game. They only lost 112-109. They only lost by three points uh, in the first quarter. Uh, the, the Utah Jazz, they couldn't hit the side of a barn. At one point, they missed, I believe, I want to say, 20 to 21 straight shots uh, between the first and second quarters before they finally found their stroke uh, in the second half of the second quarter and then on into halftime. But the Clippers had, uh, I want to say, a 13-point lead or so um at the uh, at the half they were they were actually outplaying the jazz on their home court and I tell you what you watched that game last night wasn't it wasn't it great to hear just fans in general just being in the building that that arena was like I don't know 16,000 17,000 whatever it is strong they 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 had the the uh, the yellow and the red uh, alternate shirts on in the different sections of the arena. They were loud. I mean, especially when that game first started, Utah came out. They were on fire a little bit, but then again, they got cold and started missing a bunch of shots. And then the Lakers, I'm sorry, not the Lakers. Oh, forgive me. Forgive me, LA fans. Not the Lakers, the Clippers. The Clip Joint. My apologies. The Clippers. They started making shots. And again, he, the, the Jazz found themselves down by 13 points at halftime, and then after that, it was Spider Mitchell. It was a Spider Mitchell show, baby. He just started, he just started wailing away, shooting threes like it was nobody's business. I mean, his three-point percentage wasn't all that great—six out of 15—but he he wasn't scared to jack him up, man. And he was taking the ball to the basket, doing whatever he wanted to do out there. Now, as far as the Clippers are concerned, again. You know they they definitely should not panic. They 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 can play better. There's no doubt about that. The Clippers can play better than what they played last night. Uh, There's a couple of players that did not shoot particularly well. Uh, first, starting off with Paul George, and you know, Clipper fans, you know, don't don't panic. You know, I know you might be looking back to last year uh, in that Denver series when they blew the three one lead and Paul George did not play particularly well down the stretch in that series. In this game last night, he was only four out of 17. And I'm, I'm thinking that Paul George obviously is a much better player than that. He's not going to continue, at least I hope not, shooting four out of 17. You know, heck, he makes a couple of those shots, a couple of those 13 misses, and the Clippers probably win this game. He was nine out of 10 from the free throw line, three of eight from three-piece land, that's pretty good. Scored 20 points, had 10 rebounds which is very good. He led the team in rebounding, but four out of 17 on a consistent basis, of course, is not going to get it done. So look for better production, better output from Paul George moving forward. Another player that did not shoot particularly well, Marcus Morris only four out of 14. And uh, he has been playing very well, especially in the last, uh, say, three games against the uh, Dallas Mavericks that series that the uh, Clippers won there. But in this game, again, he was only four out of 14, only one of nine from three-piece land. I'm not sure what happened in that first quarter. It almost looks like uh, Bogdanovich, for whatever reason, took uh, a Senior out of his game. You know, Bogdanovich driving to the basket. Uh, senior went over and blocked the shot, and a nice block, you know, coming from the weak side. And then, for whatever reason, uh, Morris said a few words to Bogdanovich, and not sure if Bogdanovich said anything back. And uh, a senior just kept chirping and chirping. And then the referee gave him a technical foul. And uh, then throughout the game, there was a little bit of you know pushing and shoving, nothing major, no fist or anything like that. But it almost looked like he was taken out of his game for some reason. He needs to have his mind wrapped up in this game and not worry about any any ancillary things that's 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 happening other than what's going on on that court specifically. So he needs to keep his head in the game because the Clippers are really, really going to need him to be that uh, that third scorer, let's say. Um, Reggie Jackson, he played okay. He was only three of six from the field. That's 50%, but he only took six shots, and he fouled out of the game. He ended up scoring nine points, three of five from uh, three-piece land. So all of his made baskets were from three. And as I mentioned in prior episodes of the uh, LA Courtside podcast, it seems like Reggie Jackson uh, would be getting the majority of the minutes moving forward uh, because he played the most minutes of all the guards in that Dallas series. Now, in this uh, case, again, he only played 17 minutes. Rondo actually played 28 minutes in this game. So, you know, maybe Ty Lewis seen something against the uh, Utah Jazz that he may not have seen against the Dallas Mavericks. By playing rondo more minutes uh patrick beverly six minutes uh, he played on the floor did not score any points he was all three from the field um, rondo has six assists by the way he only scored five points so you're gonna to have to get a little bit more production out of that point guard situation whether it be jackson or rondo playing the majority of the minutes the surprise last night the surprise really really my surprise you guys know I've been on Luke Kennard's case for the entire season, the entire season, 64 million, 64 stacks, Luke Kennard going into the Steve Ballmer's office in, in, in the, in the nighttime hours with a, with a COVID mask on going into the safe and taking 64 stacks out of that safe. I thought that was just too much money to pay for Luke Kennard. But as I mentioned in my prior episode, who am I? I'm not writing checks. L.A. Ray doesn't have that type of loot, but Steve Ballmer uh, definitely does. And Luke Kennard has been playing really, really well. You can tell. I mean, you can look at his eyes. You can look at his body language on the court and see that his confidence level has definitely picked up. In that game last night, uh, without Luke Kennard, uh, the Clippers definitely would have lost by more than three points. Luke Kennard scored 18 points, seven out of nine from the field four of six from three-piece land. I mean, he was not hesitating. He was not hesitating shooting that ball. He was shooting it in rhythm. Um, you know, he didn't, like I said, didn't hesitate at all. Mid-range jumpers, uh, three-point shots. I mean, the guy, he, he if he can't do anything else, because he's not a great defender, but they didn't sign him for 64 to be a, a, a great defender. But if Luke Kennard can't do anything else, he can shoot that pill. And if he keeps playing like that coming off the bench, I believe that the Clippers will overtake the Jazz in this series. Now, the other, uh, uh, the, uh, the Batman to this particular team, you have uh, Paul George as the Robin, of course, and Batman is Kawhi Leonard, the Claw, the Claw. He was 9 of 19 from the field. Could have played a little bit better in this particular game. He was only one of four from three-piece land, had seven rebounds. Um, he ended up with uh, four personal fouls, but one of the fouls was really uh, a silly foul where he he fouled, I want to say it was Bogdanovich. Oh, no, actually it was Joe Ingles. like at half court with like 40 seconds left to go before halftime or something like that to get his third foul. And, you know, with three fouls coming out after halftime, you know, maybe Kawhi Leonard may not have been as aggressive as he would normally be. Still, only, he only fouled one more time throughout that game. But that was um, a foul that was definitely uh, unnecessary and uh, sent uh, Ingles to the line for a couple of free throws. So that's something that the Clippers will have to clean up. The, um, you know, you're going to have fouls throughout the game, of course, but you don't need to be fouling someone at half court you know, or, or, or shooting a three-point shot, you know, uh, running at the guy and then, you know, following him on the wrist or something like that. They need to avoid that. Another thing that they need to clean up is the uh, defensive rebounding. The Utah Jazz ended up with 12 offensive rebounds in this particular game. Four of them was by O'Neal. I mean, this guy was just knifing into the lane, and it seemed like he was getting offensive rebounds on almost every possession. And uh, he ended up with 11 rebounds total. So that's another thing that the Clippers will have to clean up, you know, the the defensive boards. Utah was shooting a lot of three-point shots. They only shot 34% from three, 17 out of 50. You know, the Utah Jazz, they they will jack it up, man. Jordan Clarkson was like 6 out of 14, six out of 18 total from the field for 15 – I'm sorry, for 18 points. You know he's going to jack it up. As I mentioned before, Spider Mitchell – he shot 15 three-point shots. And Ingles, he was only one out of eight. And he's a much better shooter than that, by the way. Ingles was only one out of eight. And then Bogdanovich also shot the three-ball uh, six times himself. So they um, they were not hitting those three-point shots. Utah, I'm, I'm speaking of right now, as they normally would. The Clippers actually um, outshot the Jazz from the field to 40%. And also, the Clippers shot 38.1% from uh, three-piece land as opposed to 34% for the Jazz. And where the Jazz won a game, the Jazz was 21 of 26 of uh, their free throws for 80%. And uh, the Clippers was actually 21 out of 24 of themselves for 87%. But it just came down to the last possession. And, and, and that, oh, my God, I don't know what play Ty Lue called on that last possession where Utah, they missed a shot on their end, and uh, it seemed like they were playing hot potato with the basketball. You know, Kawhi Leonard, he gave the ball up. Paul George gave the ball up, and, you know, it was hot potato, hot potato, hot potato, and then Morris ended up with the ball in the corner. And by that time, you know, the, the Utah Jazz defense, they recovered. And the shot was eventually blocked. You know, had no chance of going in. And I'm not sure what play was called, but one of your two best players, Paul George or Kawhi Leonard, needs to take that last shot. And I think Kawhi Leonard may have had the better opportunity to take that shot, Uh, but he decided to pass it over uh, in the corner to Morris, who shot the three, and uh, the shot was actually blocked. I believe Rudy Gobert came over and blocked that shot, so uh, it was a wasted opportunity. Kind of disappointing. Uh, There's a possibility that they, they could have tied that game up and went into overtime. So, but again, still optimistic about the Clippers' chances of beating Utah. You know, the first game actually. You know, obviously the Utah Jazz is going to be jacked up for this game. The crowd, you know, 15, 16, 17,000 Rabbit jazz fans out there in Salt Lake City. You know they were going to be jacked up for this game. And the Clippers actually came in there and played very, very well. And now the second game, of course, uh, actually in Utah as well, I believe the Clippers have a very good chance to win that game. And if they come out of Salt Lake City with a 1-1 split and then gain the uh, home court advantage back in L.A. at the Staples Center, I believe the Clippers, in the end, will prevail and send Utah fishing, as, as, as Charles Barkley would say, and then end up playing either the Denver Nuggets or the Phoenix Suns in the Western Conference Finals. So, again, Clippers fans, uh, no need to worry, no need to panic. The Clippers are still playing uh, a pretty good basketball right now. It's just a matter of getting everything into focus all of them being on the same page, offensively and defensively, and I believe they're gonna take down the Utah Jazz in the end. As far as the rest of the playoffs go, you have the Denver Nuggets being down 0-1 against uh, Phoenix. Phoenix is a team, again, that's really, really surprising me, but, well, not anymore, they're not. They're just playing excellent basketball, Devin Booker, and of course, Chris Paul, DeAndre Ayton, and the rest of those boys uh in down in the valley there. They are playing very, very well. Philadelphia and Atlanta are 1-1 right now. And uh, Joel Embiid was just had a monster game. I think he scored like maybe 45 points or something like that. Trey Young was kind of brought back down to earth a little bit. Now in that particular series, I still think Atlanta has a very, very good chance to beat them. But it's gonna take a monumental effort by Trey Young in order to uh overtake Philadelphia, especially if Joel B continues to play the way that he's playing and Tobias Harris, you know, doing the scoring that he does and uh, Ben Simmons, who uh, I still is another guy I just get on all year round. I, I got to just can't or won't, not even can't shoot, just won't shoot the ball from the outside, but he's a very, very good defender, very, very good facilitator, can rebound the ball very well, can facilitate dish, driving dish and things like that. So, Philadelphia is playing well also. And then, lastly, you have Milwaukee and the Brooklyn Nets. Brooklyn is up two games and nothing on that. I, I can actually see a possible sweep there. You all know how I feel about the Greek Freak. There's another guy, if he's out there behind that three-point line, and if he wants to jack it up from three, let him jack it up for three because more often than not, he's going to miss. He goes to the free-throw line. He's not very good there either. So, if I'm the coach, I'm guarding him. I say, you just back up off the guy. And what he's going to try to do is just bully his way into the lane. You know, hey, stand in front of that dotted line, man. Take a couple of charges for him. He's not, in my opinion, a playoff performer. This is your uh, two-time uh, MVP we're talking about here. But, you know, he's just not one of my favorite players. He's a very, very good player, of course, don't get me wrong. You know, I'm not crazy. Now, the guy's he's, he's an all-star. But he's, to me, he's just not a... a player or uh, the type of player that, you know, he can just carry a whole team. If they needed a shot at the end of the game, you know, Chris Middleton is a guy that will more likely than not take that shot as opposed to the Greek freak. But I don't see Milwaukee uh, winning no more than one game against the Brooklyn Nets. So that's where we are, fans. And the playoffs is starting to get, you know, very, very juicy here. The playoffs is really, really exciting. Fans are starting to pile back into these arenas. You know making all the noise for their teams and it's just it's just refreshing to see the uh, folks in the stands now and uh, things going back to uh some normalcy uh coming out of this covid 19 pandemic that we're in so with that fans from la especially the clip joint clipper nation la clippers let's let's hope they let's hope they can steal game two baby and i think they can steal game two take home court advantage Back to L.A., and after that, it would be on and popping. L.A. Clippers, possibly going to their first-ever Western Conference Finals and, obviously, their first-ever NBA Finals. So with that, fans, I'm going to leave it right there. I'd like to thank the Basketball Podcast Network, of course, for putting this show on. I'd like to thank our sponsor, DraftKings.com. If you want to place any bets on these basketball games, go to DraftKings.com, put in the promo code TBPN, and place your bets on any of these teams that's left over. If you don't like uh, betting on basketball, bet on baseball. Bet on the hockey playoffs that's still going on. Bet on the uh, UCF fights that's uh, going on, on UFC fights, I'm sorry. And uh, place your bets there. Either way, DraftKings.com. That is your betting site to go to. And if you, uh, if you want to make sure that you get all the episodes uh, for LA Courtside, this particular podcast, Whatever platform that you use, whether it's Apple, whether it's Google, whether it's Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, make sure you go there. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review, and comment on the website. Let me know. Hey, L.A. Ray, I like the content that you're giving me, baby. Or constructive criticism. Let me know. I'm open to any and all comments. So, again, with that, folks, I'm going to leave it right there. And until the next episode of L.A. Courtside. Peace.